it can challenge you, right? Because you can get into situations where it's going to cost you money, quite a bit of money, but it's the right thing to do. And it's very difficult running a business sometimes and adhering to the purpose in the real short term. Hi, I'm Belden Mankus. Welcome to The Purposeful Strategist. The podcast that shifts the conversation about purpose and strategy from what organizations should do to what business leaders are doing and what they've learned along the way. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Matt Stanton, Chief Executive of Baramba Organics, a leading organic dairy business in Australia with private equity and family ownership. Matt shares with us how vertical integration and end-to-end control of the business allows Baramba Organics to produce dairy as it was meant to be. He discusses managing the tension between purpose and short-term profit, why stakeholder capitalism matters to him, and how his own thinking on this has changed over time. He also discusses why they use one approach for developing their purpose and a different one for their strategy, even though both ran somewhat in parallel. Matt, thank you for joining us. Welcome to The Purposeful Strategist. Um, Maybe just to get going, you could tell us a little about yourself and about Baramba Organics. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I'm English, uh, first off. I've been in Australia for 12 years. Um, I've had a career really uh, started in finance, but then moved through into general management and CEO roles. Biggest thing I did, I suppose, a company called Whitbread Beer Company, about 10 years. It's now Anheuser InBev. I learned a lot around leadership and, and growth through that. And then I did a, quite a few big roles in media, especially a publishing role in Australia for the ACB Stroke Bauer, was CEO for three to four years there. Did some work with retail, but uh, very much stayed in the brand side of business, FMCG, uh, and currently CEO of a company called Baramba Organics, and we're a dairy business, which is based out of Queensland, um, in, in Brisbane in, in Australia, uh, but we've just acquired a business down in Victoria, just outside Melbourne, uh, called 5AM. So it's a dairy business, been running it for uh, a year. Uh, we, we have an ownership structure of a private equity plus a family equity stake still in the, in the business. So interesting sort of dynamic with um, private equity and family, relatively small. We probably had um, 80 people at the beginning. Now we're double that in size for the acquisition of the recent business. So when you say 80 people in the beginning, is that 80 people when you joined it a year ago and now it's double? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we basically, the business was based up in Queensland. We, we have Three farms, two in Queensland, one in New South Wales, 10 to 15 people running the, running the farms. Then we have a processing unit, which is you know, production teams and drivers and distribution, and then the admin team as well. So that was the first business. From there, we've acquired recently in the last three months a business down in Victoria, which is a strategy to basically give us geographic coverage across Australia, but also production capability and scale as a business as we go to market to the big retailers in Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you say you joined a year ago. Why? I mean, you've had some pretty big jobs, you know. I was looking for a role which which engaged me. Like I said, I do like sort of branded businesses. I do like working for private equity as well. I think it's a good model. You can get actions done quite quickly and move quite quickly as well and be quite agile as a business um, when you are um, a you know, private equity-owned business. And uh, they're very supportive. Why I like the business so much is a number of things. Firstly, 
Um, it's a premium brand and a very good brand. The main thing really was this organic um, thematic that's there. So organic in Australia um, and, and the UK is growing. Um, it's a good area to be in and people um, looking to organic and, and, and being more healthy um, in lifestyle. And it's all linked with the environment as well. So I was very sort of keen to sort of work on something here in the organic environment space. And the actual business is also quite a vertically integrated business. It's not like a marketing business which buys its product from elsewhere and other people make stuff. You know, it has the three farms. They produce the milk. The milk comes into the processing plant. We produce the product. And then we have the trucks and we actually distribute direct to store from there. And we have the marketing. So it's a really full level business, which is, means there's a lot of complexity sometimes. But I, I do love getting hold of the whole vertical side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think it was an all-round premium business, organic in nature and a vertically integrated that really attracted me to do it. And, and you know, commitment from the shareholders, if you like, to, to really grow the business um, you know, not just 5 to 10%, but really double, treble the business over the next two to three years. So one of the things that you've sort of touched on is the importance of organic to you. Yeah. Uh, but if you, if you had to sort of describe the purpose of the business as a whole, what would you say it was? It's <laughs> a good question. We would grapple with this because we are, you know, a dairy business, and uh, I think our strategy really is to be number one organic dairy business in Australia. And that's not just going to be, pardon the pun, organic growth. That will be through some acquisitions as well. So we can't do that just on its own. But w- what we sort of have come through as a purpose for the business is really about how dairy is meant to be, and that's our purpose to produce dairy in a way, how it's meant to be. Now, that has connotations of the old way of doing stuff as well, but it, you know, it's not, not to say we're old. We're very modernised in the way we do our farming. You know, we're using digital, like, for example, collars on the cows to track where they're going. We're putting solar into the farms from an environmental point of view because we're a little bit different to all of the big dairy players who buy farm gate price milk off the farmers. Some people will just buy the milk and they're raw and process it. Some people will just buy the, the milk after it being processed as a brand. Um, and and uh, what we like to do is we like to do the whole chain. And I think the consumer more and more wants to know where the whole chain has come through. How can they track it and how can they trust it? And this organic um, side to it is actually quite difficult to farm because the cost of farming is a lot more in organic than it is in what you'd say where you use fertiliser and, and so forth and mass you know, farming, if you like. You're having to appeal to a customer and a consumer that, that actually buys into the organic processor and mm-hmm. feces as well, uh, which thankfully a few people do, and it's growing as well. Mm-hmm. And do you think you're going to be able to take this idea of, you know, dairy as it's meant to be beyond that reasonably small group of people who see the value in it and are willing to pay more? Or is it, no, that's that's our audience. We're happy with, you know, we want to get as many of them as we can, but. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I think um, both. We have our audience, which is a very loyal audience to us and a very loyal consumer base who do pay a little bit more for the milk, a dollar more probably per litre um, uh, than you would pay for conventional milk, if you like. What percentage premium is is that dollar? I think we're probably... 20 to 30 percent would be a premium of so it's not it's 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 a it's a bit more but yeah. not a huge amount no 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 it's 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 achievable for consumers to buy but look 
we want to grow the category, okay? And especially in COVID and especially with people assessing their lifestyles, is you know, you're going to get to tipping points with the environment, people realising, you know, the right thing to do is to support, A, is to support the local farmers and, and the smaller, but it's not just that, it's, it's actually healthy for themselves, more healthy uh, for, for their bodies and so forth. Uh, the environment, you know, the way we farm is we tread carefully on the land, etc. The growth is happening with the consumer, definitely. Part of our strategy is, is to obviously grow with our current consumers, but also then adopt new consumers, if you like. So we're trying to grow in the in the, in the retail space, both in the big nationals um, to get into, as well as the independents. And the independents is where our big consumer shops mainly because there's smaller brands and so forth we do milk yogurt cheese and we do um, smoothies and we do chocolate milk and we do iced coffee we just launched a chocolate milk which is a really good example then of how you try and get into a broader category a broader set than you've got Mm -hmm. taking the purpose of how dairy is meant to be we've launched a in the last two or three weeks part of our strategies around innovation and npd you just have to in dairy. Now, we could launch a product. A, we could do it as a non-organic, but that's not us. So we'll do an organic milk out into the marketplace. We can chuck a load of sugar in, try and get as much chocolate flavor as we could and really try and hit the chocolate milk consumer, if you like, and try and grab some of that. But we're not doing that. What we're trying to do is we're trying to appeal to A, our consumers we've got, but B, also some of those other consumers in a better, healthier way. So we've launched a, a chocolate milk, which is no added sugar, it's lactose-free, which allows it to be a little bit sweeter in taste anyway, more digestible, um, uh, et cetera, which is organic. So that's how dairy is meant to be, and that's how we use our purpose. The strategy is to do innovation, and that's how we look to try and keep us focused on it. Sure. I mean, I assume somewhere in the chocolate milk there's chocolate. Yep. That doesn't quite s- seem to fit your you know, sort of end-to-end farm-to-store model. You know, we, we try and keep it as, as organic as, as you can. You, you're allowed to have um, 5% um, leeway in not organic um, product into your product, but we try and be 100%. There are situations sometimes where you get to a point where you just can't do it. Maybe there's a shortage in honey because the bushfires happen, for example, and you just can't get it. We stick to organic because we're accredited. It's part of the certification for what we do. Uh, and you have to do, and, and it's the right thing as well to, for a consumer to trust your product as well. Mm-hmm. So, so this this purpose that you've got is that there before you joined the business, or did that come later? No, no, it, it wasn't there when we joined the business, uh, and, and it's something that that we enacted and, and and started the process at the similar time to we were doing the strategy. So, I wouldn't say what came first, purpose or strategy. Mm-hmm. They actually sort of were parallel running a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been through businesses before where you have the purpose or the vision, if you like, or the mission, whatever you want to call it. I've seen it called a number of things. Purpose, I think, is the best thing I've seen, though, because I've had vision, mission. I've had on the beach, you know, what's your beach moment? We had one uh, before that worked quite well. We were in a tough business. It was publishing business. And we had a purpose there, which we came through, which actually worked very well and sort of demystified all the issues around should we be digital, should we print, and all that sort of stuff and the and struggles we had through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was we inspire people because we're inspired by people. And that gave us clarity around we're an entertainment business and that's what we do. Uh, and that sort of helped us shape on the strategy and so forth. And I sort of took some of the learnings out, out of that. And then I, I went through a couple of other businesses and we didn't have a purpose there at all. We had strategies, we had great strategies, right? But we didn't have the coming together of the business people, if you like, enough uh, through that. So I was quite keen to do a purpose 
when I joined the business and, and really as much to to get the whole team together so that and they were part of the business and because you've got to remember this was a family-owned business and we came into it as a private equity investment we didn't have any consultants come through and help us through that we did have a marketing team and they did help us with it with the brand stuff and we worked through basically with the exec and the executive team was really the production manager the head finance person there the private equity person joined in as well and myself and the cfo uh, and we went through a process, you know, what is Baramba Organics? What is it about? You know, we went through the vertically integrated business, how great. And we went through a number of different things. You know, we want to make money. We have financial responsibilities as well as social responsibilities that we have to do. And we came up with how dairy is meant to be. You know, I can't actually remember who actually said it. I mean, I don't think I said it. Um, and, and I'll try and claim it, obviously, all the time. But, but I don't think I said it. Uh, but somebody said it and it came through uh, and it just felt right and how dairy is meant to be. Uh, and then what we did from there had that. And then we were talking about pillars in the business as well. So what are our values and pillars? I am a bit of a one for values. I do think values are quite important. We came up with these four pillars that fitted with it. I think a purpose on its own, it sounds great. It's very simple. It's short. And the four pillars we came up with took about... I'd say two months for us to do, two to three months. The first one was around organic or health. A lot of people think organic and uh, align that with health. So that was the first you know, uh, pillar for the business. You want to be an organic, healthy business. The second pillar came through around award-winning taste. So we wanted to be award-winning. That was one of the key pillars of quality in the business that we wanted to continue. The third pillar was around authenticity because it had been a family-owned business, quite a transparent business, actually, to the consumer, because we do have the farms into the processing, into the delivery trucks, etc. So it's a pretty fresh business, right? You think about it, the farms, the cows are milked straight off farms, four-hour drive into the processing factory, bang, overnight, process into milk, yogurt, cheddar, cheese, etc., and then bang out to retail. We're trying to get out 48 hours from where we are. So it's a very fresh business. So it's very authentic. And we quite like the fact it's you know, family-owned and very much a family's working on the farm. So sometimes you've got a husband and wife with their kids on the farm, etc. It's fantastic. So um, that authenticity was, was a key thing. And the fourth pillar, which is one that we've sort of introduced, and I, I wanted to introduce it, was around sustainability. You know, I think sustainability, I would hedge that we're not as far advanced as the UK is on its sustainability charter and, and progress from companies. And I think it's, it's it's an issue in Australia, no doubt about it. And I wanted to grab that. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be sustainable overnight because you just can't do that as an organisation. Um, but it gives us a clear path that, you know, we do want to... So, for example, one of our farms has got a, um, a rainforest on it, which basically acts as a carbon sink. Mm. The other thing is we're, we're looking to put solar in. We're looking at our packaging how do we develop our packaging? Uh, and we're not there at all at the moment. But it's a pillar. You know, we're, we're one year into owning the business and running the business. Talk to our packaging suppliers. It's like, okay, obviously, there's the usual conversation commercials around cost. As important is the conversation around the environment and sustainability and the packaging and what you want to do. And that's one of the reasons why we're 20 to 30% hiring cost as well, because, you know, we're having to do that. Now, we're not there on the sustainability bit, but it's a key pillar. So, the purpose and the pillars is what guides the organisation. So if I'm talking to the production team, which is 80% of our 
business is production people in factories working and farm people. They align to the purpose. They align to the pillars. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure they're that worried about the strategy that much, to be fair. Now, the CFO and I worry about the strategy and maybe the sales director and you know the, the marketing GM. We're, we're strategy, strategy, strategy all day, right? You know, I'm not a great one for textbooks and stuff like that. The one thing I did get sent to me was um, around this point around stakeholder capitalism. And this, uh, I don't know if you know the concept, is it's a good concept, though, is around people and planet. And then around that, you've got the government, the you know the communities, the companies, etc. And I thought that does sum it up quite nicely, what we're doing is the people and the planet. You know, that's what we're trying to do. I'm 52 years of age. I've got a 21-year-old lad. I've got a 19-year-old lad through university, another lad in 17 just going through his final bits of school. You know, you realise how much they care about the environment and what they think is important versus probably what a 52-year-old person like myself. It's really dawned on me um, over the last couple of years. And, and I, I think the, this purpose is so important to organizations and i hope governments over time as well realize this i do think ceos are starting to realize this and driving this agenda uh especially in australia they're driving the agenda more than than i'd say the governments are but we have to you know will consumers spend the extra dollar to do this or extra pound in the uk because often they say they will but when you put it on the shelf they don't always do that. And that's when you start to challenge your own purpose a little bit and go, how can we save a bit here or do, yeah, et cetera. So uh, interesting. Just to kind of come back to how all this happened, I've got, you, you talked about the people who were involved in coming up with the purpose. And it sounded like it was a bit of a sort of almost exploratory process. And somewhere in there, somebody came up with a set of words that just seemed to resonate with everybody. How did you approach the strategy? Was it sort of the same process, same people, or was it a different group of people coming at it in a different way? Yeah, no, it's a very different set of people. I mean, I, probably clarity. I mean, the purpose, it, it, there was some stimulus in there, obviously, to, to get us to that point um, that we, we guided us through there um, uh, around the purpose. And, and actually, the pillars bit I just talked about was a lot more structured. But the strategy, that was done with a, with a broader group of the team. The strategy was definitely, I'd say, um, more around um, a myself driving it with the private equity uh, um, investors, the CFO and the uh, marketing director as well. So, for example, you know, we very much are a dairy business, which is milk, yogurt and cheese. But one of the strategies is to drive yogurt uh, within that. So yogurt is a key strategy, A, because there's more margin to be had in, in yogurt. And, and the growth uh, for it in, in Australia is seen as quite high. So and milk is quite difficult. Um, it, it's a short shelf life uh, to, to grow lower margins. So yogurt is the obvious strategy to go. And then, um, you know, we are very much a retail business. So we do need to get more penetration into the retail. We need to get more into uh, the, the nationals. Uh, the equivalent of Tesco's and Sainsbury's you've got there, Woolies and Coles we've got here. Um, we need to try and penetrate those. We have a good distribution into the independence, but we need to grow that. But then we need to look at export as a growth area. Uh, direct to consumer, that strategy around that you know, was very much us working through what do we want to do as a business to be the number one organic dairy business. We have acquired another business by a fantastic business called 5 a.m., um, and we do think there's other acquisitions we'd like to do as well to grow the business around the strategy around growth in yogurt and dairy, but also growing into the right channels and have the right go-to-market strategy. And is 5am 
also a kind of fully vertically integrated business or do they sort of bulk up one stage in the process for you? Yeah, it's interesting how the purpose has directed us through the strategy, actually, because 5AM is also an organic brand. And the reason we acquired it was because it is organic and it is a great product. Now, we do need to work on the brand a little bit, but the product is, is very strong. Your point around, is it a vertically integrated? No, it's not. But it was in the past, and we want to move it back to that as well. So we have a milk supply uh, with some farmers, but what we want to do is probably work a lot closer with the farmers in a specific area um, with the milk so we can champion all the way down the integration. It doesn't mean we're going to go and buy farms. We're we're not. Um, But what we do want to do is work a lot closer with the farmer and them to be 5am farms in effect where we source our milk from. So the strategy is absolutely about growing yogurt having capability in Victoria as well for us uh, and having a good go-to-market for the nationals, that fitted with 5AM. But one of the things is, A, it had to be organic, and that was part of the, the purpose of the business, and B, we want to really make sure that those pillars we talked about, organic, healthy, award-winning, authentic and sustainable um, so that we can celebrate that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you've gone through all of that, not not just the development of the purpose and the strategy, but also kind of what you've been doing with it since. Is there anything in there that you're particularly proud of that you think that was that was really us at our best? I think the recent launch of the chocolate milk I'm proud of because I think it ticks the purpose box. And we haven't compromised that purpose because we could have quite easily, if I'm honest, we could have quite easily gone for a bit put a bit of sugar in and, and try to hit a different price point and et cetera. So, so I'm very proud of the way we launched that. It's early days, so we'll see, but I'm quite proud of that. I'm quite proud about how we've got through the big COVID push, if you like. And what I mean by that is businesses like ourselves that are vertically integrated, we've had push on all levels of the business, A, the farms to drive more volume, actually, believe it or not, B, to process and turn it around really quickly. So I think... Having the purpose there to guide those guys through that has been very satisfying. I think the purpose, I'm proud of the fact it's very simple and easy to understand and the pillars are are pretty good uh, as well. I don't think it's very complex. I think it will stand the test of time. And I think the new organisation, 5M, that we've just acquired, it's actually really nice to be able to acquire a business. And you can see that they're very proud to be part of a organic business, Brand Organics, and we're buying 5AM for the right reasons to bring it back to its roots a little bit about being organic, um, having identity. The new business have really bought into this. In fact, we're, we're just doing some new innovation at the moment on a yogurt, which is going to come out of the Brand Organics business up in Queensland. We actually used the Victoria um, guys to do these tasting and sampling because they were some of the experts in it, and they were so proud to do that. They were part of the family to do that. So that, you, utilizing those areas is is really good, you know. Mm-hmm. And anything in it you found difficult? Uh, look, uh, yes, <laughs> I think there's a lot that you find difficult. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say every day uh, you find something difficult. Uh, well, particularly any places where somehow being clear about your purpose or being true to it created a bit of a problem. Um, I think when you're dealing with short shelf life. You can get in a situation where you think you want to rectify things by using artificial elements, for example, 
And it is quite a big draw to do that from a financial point of view because sometimes you have to literally waste some product, i.e. milk or, or so forth. We had a big issue with, for example, locusts, I think, on the farm or something. That sounds a weird one, but locusts on farms, they, they start destroying a bit of the crops and the, the grass that the cows are eating, which would mean you know, there's less milk coming from the farms in effect. Now, what you can do is you can use artificial stuff to get rid of the locusts and so forth. Now, we could probably have done that so that we, it would have been easier to farm, but we made the decision not to because we're certified organic. Has it cost us money? Yes, it has. Yes, it cost us, you know, we have share financial responsibility and I have shareholders and, and on my own drivenness to make profits and, and so forth and, and strategies is hard sometimes. So I think you wrestle a few times with the purpose, but you know it's the right thing on the longer term. I, you know, I look at the purpose and I think longer term, you can't argue with the purpose, right? It gives clarity to people. It gives retention of staff, you know, but it does attract staff and it does retain staff. There's no doubt about it. It keeps you focused. I think what happens though, you get short term when you're running a business and it is short shelf life and short, it can challenge you, right? Because you can get into situations where, it's going to cost you money, quite a bit of money, but it's the right thing to do. And it's very difficult running a business sometimes and adhering to the purpose in the real short term. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about a number of different things, but is there anything you wish I'd asked you about that I haven't? I think you, you've covered most of it. I, I think it's interesting to think of a CEO as they go through their career. And I've sort of been a CEO yeah, for 10 to 15 years on different businesses, three or four different businesses. Uh, and I don't know whether it's more because the environment's going this way and the COVID and, and people are starting to realise and uh, how important it is or whether there's an age thing you just naturally get to a little bit. But I do think as you go through there, you realise that the purpose is so much more important uh, as you go through that actually drives the profit at the end of the day more than more than you doing being cute on your elasticity on your pricing, for example, that goes into your business. You do need to have all that smart stuff. You do need to work through uh, the business. But in this role I've been doing now, I've really enjoyed it. It's a smaller business than I've ever run before. Mm-hmm. I've doubled the business just in the last year. And we think we'll get some acquisitions away over hopefully the next year, two years, which will we'll, we'll do that even more than that. Um, so that's great. But what I've learned is that, you know, you still have the same challenges running a big business as you do have a small business. It's, it's, there's no differences. And I think if you've got a purpose and clarity and focus, it's a lot easier. And you do take the team with you. There's no doubt with a purpose. Um, one, one last question from me then, maybe. You said part of your ambition was to be number one in the organic dairy sector. Yep. What's your sense of where you are now? Is that like we're almost there and there's a little more to go? Or is it no, no, number one is – hugely bigger than us number one is hugely bigger than us uh clearly uh, but i think we are in a pack of a few competitors and we are i would say uh, and i would say this wouldn't i but i do generally believe mm-hmm. that barambra organics is nudging ahead of the rest you do get the nationals that have their own organic own label businesses which are bigger than us because of their scale and so forth but i think as a brand i would say Barambra Organics and 5M together now, we are out there as the, as the lead. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're head and shoulders above other people, but we are now probably nudging ahead of, of the others. That said, I think as a business, we need to treble, uh, actually double from where we are now 
I do think it's achievable. Yeah. I think we, we're, we're on the right path. Uh, you know, it's quite scary the first year, you know, your first three months and six months, but I think now I'm very confident about the future. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to at some point reconnecting and kind of hearing how it's all gone. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. No problem, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Purposeful Strategist. Please email any questions or suggestions to belden at mancus.com. In addition to being available on our website, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, we release a new episode weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and join us soon for the next episode of The Purposeful Strategist.